we are this is episode 30 we had episode like 29 and a half last week so episode 30 of mvp podcast um we are remote right now and happy hour happy going hour so what are we drinking natasha uh i have a sancerre so it's like a sauvignon blanc it's delicious okay that sounds like fancy wine it is fancy wine we, nice. did, we had a wine tasting last night so this is from the wine tasting and i and i'm loving it so nice and what are we having over there where i i don't even know where you're located i yeah. apologize that's okay i'm in i'm in kenosha i Wait, am uh, yep south awesome. southeast corner right over right over illinois border and today these are these are one of my favorites this is a whiskey old fashioned sour that is a wisconsin staple yes yeah. yes now now in wisconsin i would i would be you know like i kind of would be slapped because it's not brandy oh so yeah i've got whiskey in there instead of brandy well, I'd go with whiskey as well. If I didn't work until like the bit, like bitter start of this podcast, I would be having like a straight bourbon. Cheers. Oh, right yes. now I've got bullet. That's oh, what I would. That's delicious. That's what I would be having if I wasn't out of my truck right now. <laughs> so, but think about not drinking question. and driving. So a plus on that. True. And my car is on for the AC because it is, what was it? Like 90 something today. Oh, so hot. So, Marcus, I do have to tell you, I spoke with Mitch earlier today about investment strategies. It was awesome. And I'm hoping he can share more right now podcast so everybody can. I mean, we try to bring in guests. We this is, I think, the third real investor Mm -hmm. minus our our passive guy, Uh, third real investor. So we are interested in sharing all different types of philosophies on on how you do it, Mitch. So um, we kind of start out the show every, like the same way every time. We try to get a background of where you came from because not everybody is born into real estate where they just know they want to invest in real estate. They usually have some sort of background that's completely opposite and then they end up in real estate and then dominate it. So Mitch, can you give us and the listeners a background of, of where you came from? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just and by the way, you know, thanks again for having me on. I, I love this stuff. I was just telling Natasha before we started recording, like this gets me going. This gives me a lot of energy. Um, I'm always looking to try and help people in their real estate journey, no matter what it is. Um, so just thanks again for having me on. But um, yeah, my, my background is um, was not in real estate before I got into real estate. You know, my my parents, um, great parents, blue collared workers. Um, you know, uh, worked very, very hard their entire life. Uh, didn't really, uh, give me a lot of advice on money. It was always more about like you work hard, you work somewhere for a long time and you retire. Um, and that was kind of the mentality. So I, in about 2011, my wife and I, we built our first new construction home, Um, just randomly we got, because we got married in 2010 and we decided to build in that timeframe and we got really used to construction and working with contractors. And we kind of fell in love with that, with that process. And two major things happened to me in like 2014. Um, the first one being my wife's father, my father-in-law said, you know, guys, like I, I'm not, I'm not that wealthy. Um, 
but I know a lot of wealthy people and a lot of wealthy people are in real estate. And I think you guys can do that. I think you guys would be good at that. So that kind of like put this little thing in our mind, like that's what we wanted to do. And then um, right after that, I had a really good friend of mine pass away just like randomly. And it gave me this notion of like, what am I doing with my life? Like, why, why am I, why am I doing what I'm doing? And I was in a corporate job right out of college and I was in that corporate job already for like four or five years and I didn't like it and I hated it essentially. And, um, I didn't want to do that. So my wife and I, after those things happened, we got into a rental and, uh, we were like, let's, let's start building our rental portfolio. That's what we'll do. And we did that and we didn't know what the hell we were doing. (laughs) Like it was like, it was like, we couldn't find a tenant. We couldn't get repairs done to the house. It, w- it was a struggle to buy the property, like no yeah. idea. And uh, we got, we, we then decided to get educated and really uh, focus on investing in ourselves in our, in our education in real estate investing. And we did that with a company called fortune builders. It's a large uh, nationwide uh, uh educational platform. Um, and it was one of the best decisions we ever made because it gave us a lot of the basics of real estate investing. So from there we started flipping properties and we started, uh, building our rental portfolio, uh, via the burst strategy, the buy rent, uh, buy rehab rent and refinance. And, um, from there we've just snowballed into building our rental portfolio Right now, I'm also a licensed real estate agent in Wisconsin. Um, we do right now wholesaling uh, listings and just continuing to pay down our rentals. And we just on Tuesday uh, of this week, we just got an accepted offer on our first short-term rental that we will be doing, which is will be in um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is like super Ooh. exciting for us. So in the small- You're out of state too. What's that? You're out of state. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So we haven't even. Short term out of state. I've been itching to get at. Yeah, it is. um, The numbers are amazing. Like it's, it's, it's a numbers game. Like I said, it's, it's like uh, you can calculate the risk as best as possible. Um, But last time we were on and I was talking with you guys, we were talking about how we were going to be taking some business lines of credit out on our rentals that we have that are paid down and deciding what we were going to do with those funds. Were we going to start funding deals? Were we going to, um, you know, buy more rentals? Um, And over the past two months, uh, my wife and I, Nina, we've really been researching and diving into short-term rentals. And yeah, so we, we made an offer uh, this past weekend and it was accepted on Tuesday and never seen the property, uh, only photos. And, um, but we're working with a very, we became a part of a short-term rental group uh, that yeah. does these types of things. And um, it's exciting. It's, it's uh, I, I can't say enough, like how excited I am to start like kind of like this next part of the journey. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Cheers to that, the two that have a drink. Cheers. Have- Cheers. Um, and obviously, out of state, long distance investing was not where you started. So, obviously, you get yourself educated. For the listeners, they obviously realize you're not going to be driving out of Tennessee to fix a toilet or 
because it's a short-term rental, which I'm guessing is an Airbnb situation. Yep. So you're not going to be doing every turnover. So how did you navigate the out-of-state portion of the, the tenant turnover? Yeah. Just for our listeners to know, like, this isn't something that's impossible. If you read about it and learn it, you're going to figure it out. And I yeah. might need to learn this too. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So for everyone that's listening, so we, we literally just put the property under contract uh, less than five days ago. So we're in the learning process as well. Um, this is where I think a lot of people can get caught up where they won't pull the trigger on something because they don't know it. 100% on how to do it. Um, so a part of this group that the short-term rental group that we are part of, they connect us with the agents, the lenders, the contractors, the cleaning crews, and being a part of this group, what they do is, is they, it's, it's the network that they're a part of. So they're not charging anything to be a part of the group, but they say, use these people because we will refer you out to them and that's how they generate business. So they mainly focus in areas that are high touristy areas that actually are very dependent upon like Airbnb type of scenarios that go on in those areas. So the Smoky Mountains, which is where we just uh, put the offering on, that's one of the places like the Panhandle of Florida, Gulf Shores in Alabama. And then there's a couple of spots in Colorado as well. So that's where they focus all of their their groups. So um, when it comes to, you know, obviously we have long-term rentals that are more close to us that are managed by property managers. So, you know, that's much easier for us in the sense of like, it's closer. If something happens, the managers take care of those things, leaky toilet, um, you know, things that made tenants that, that call and wanted to have things fixed. Managers take care of that. There's system in places that we will now learn how to use in the short-term rental on how to actually get the correct cleaners, get the correct contractors. Uh, my wife and I were planning to go down there in July to actually go see the property for the first time. We have some ideas of some of the updates that we want to do already to the property And we will be kind of learning all of these things at the same time. The biggest thing is being around people and connecting with people and building the relationships with people that are doing this correctly and are doing it already and are being successful at it. So that's one of the biggest things that Nina and I have always uh, looked at is like, how do we find the right people that are doing these things and then just duplicate what they're doing? copy what they're doing and everyone that has been a part they are so open so sharing they share their numbers they share their profits they share their gross incomes like those are the types of people that you want to be talking to that are that because they're successful in doing it so they're very open on how they're doing it and the people that are successful know that there's enough real estate to go around that they're not fearful like i'll teach you everything i know because you're not going to impede on where i'm going there's so much out there and they um, already have so much, like so many books of business at that point that they're like, you're a little fish in a big sea. Yeah. yeah. And that sea is just endless. Yeah. So, um, no, I like that. And two, for all the people that are like, well, I can't do this because I don't know what I'm doing. It's proof. Just surround <laughs> yourself with people that do and they're going to share. I've literally never talked to anybody in real estate 
when I was like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing here. And they're like, yeah, that sucks. You're on your own. Yeah. They're Never. always like, yeah, here, I might have somebody call him. He might know. Like, I need to I've, start dipping my toe in. Like, I just want to dip my, like my little toe, just the little toe. Not yep. the big toe, just the little toe. You are right now. Yeah. Try it. You'll, you are. It's scary. Oh. Though. I was talking to Mitch earlier. I'm like, it's scary. Like trying to make up your mind and figure out what your decisions are going to be and what properties you really want to take seriously. And 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 how you want to invest because there's right. so many different ways i mean the short-term rental is the long-term rental is that you can invest in a vacation you know to, yeah. uh, property too so right yeah, yeah and, th- oh i'll let you go mitch i was just gonna say like i i think that's no matter what no matter yeah. what it's gonna be scary no matter what um you're going to have the doubts of what happens if this happens or what happens if this happens, like that's, that's going to happen no matter what. Um, it's just about, it's about taking the risk on yourself, you know, like knowing that no matter what comes up, you're going to figure out how to make it better. And if something like a COVID happens or something like a 2008 crashes or whatever it is, you just have to, you have to ride that wave and figure out a way to, to still make things happen, even though it might not be the best circumstances. And I think that's, and Natasha, when we, when we were talking this morning, I think that was one of the biggest takeaways that I've taken over just my experience of investing in real estate. My breadth of opportunity has widened so much that I look at things much differently than when I first started out. So maybe I was very narrow looking at opportunities when I first started out. Now, as I've gained the experience and I've had the bumps and the bruises and the triumphs and the challenges, yeah. I now have this, have this idea of this is, this is, this could be a good opportunity. Let me calculate it. This could be right. maybe not such a good one. Let me, so you just, it, the, the experience just starts to build and build and build. But the only way you do that is by jumping in and being really scared and uh. going after <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember on one hand, like the most nerve wracking moments. And I mean, the most recent one before uh, the first property I ever bought was my first college baseball appearance, like where my calves were shaking because <laughs> this little freshman and we're, I don't know if we're facing like the top or the second top team in the conference and we're down so they just like all right go pitch an inning and see how you do but i'm sitting there like i have to do i have to be the best and i can't mess up and i can't mess up and i'm in my head and i'm nervous and my body's shaking yeah and so when i was at the auction because i bought my first house at an auction <sighs> when bidding for it i felt my whole body like shaking and i was man i feel like i'm a freshman in college yes. i will admit the fear was there and jumping in and I'm against all these people who come to these auctions every day. I'm, I was 25 at when I bought it. So I'm this 25 year old with all of these like 40 oh plus. People. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? You're a young so buck. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's scary. But since then, like auctions are super fun now. Like I enjoy them. Um, so yeah, you just, 
you jump in and the first time is so scary and then it kind of just flows after that. Yeah. And I, and I, here's the thing too, like, um, I know with the short-term rental stuff that we're going to do right now, we are going to have roadblocks. We're going to have to figure out systems and processes throughout this next six months or a year or whatever that is. But I've, I've gotten to really appreciate the process. Like it, you have to, everything is a process, no matter what. Um, you know, I was, again, Natasha, when we were talking this morning, we kind of talked about Tony Robbins a little bit. I'm yeah. also a big uh, Gary Vaynerchuk guy. Like he is super into process. Like you have to trust that. You have to trust that no matter what, you're going to go through this thing of <laughs> learning and figuring it out. And, and that's going to be for the rest of life, no matter yep. whether it's with kids or business or relationships or whatever it is, that's just how life goes. And you have to, you have to be creative and you have to, you have to figure it out. And, and I, and I've just been more open to that in the past seven, eight years, because as I've become more, more open to that life has seemed to be better. Life yeah. has seemed to, to just kind of flow more, like just let it be. You'll, you'll like, and, and it, listen, I've been very fortunate enough thus far that it, nothing has come crashing down. No one has died. No one like doing all this, like it hasn't happened that way yet. And if it does, I'm, I feel like I am confident enough that I would tackle that as well. So um, no matter what, you're going to go through this stuff. You just, uh, it's, it comes down to mindset. Yeah. I mean, the, I think uh, three weeks ago, we were going through our new flip we were going to do. Bought it. We did the garage. It was all good. We start tackling like the demo of the house and we notice like the floor is bowing. So we go down and check it and it's, it's so waterlogged. We can't even save it. So we went from trying to save about 1200 square feet and building a second story to demoing the whole house. And the foreman comes up and he's like, Hey, you got to check this out. Like the floor is mess. Use a different word, but the floor is <laughs> And uh, I was like, all right, on. And he, he draws the line across. And I mean, we're a good two inches sinking in the middle. And I'm like, okay, what do we got to do? And he's like, you got two options. You either, well, you got three. One, you try to sister in some two by twelves, rejoice, basically. Um, you tear the house down and rebuild from scratch. Or you sell now and just get out and recover your damages. And I was like, which one do you want to do? And he's like, I think we should demo it and rebuild it. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And then we just went on with our day. It's those things. Like if that was my first property, I would be, I don't know if I'd sleep. You would die. I would, I would have died. Tears. I'm like, that's, that's going to be at least 25 grand right there just to dump and then try to get back to where we were. There is no way I'd ever be able to handle any of that ever. Like, yeah. God bless you. No, I can't. Luckily, it's not that. the one. And yes, it doesn't feel great. Like, I don't go home and be like, guess what happened today at work? <laughs> we get to tear down a house. It's going to cost me 25 grand. Like, I'm not happy about it. But, like, stuff happens. And, I mean, we either dump it or we keep going. But either way, like, we got to keep moving. So, yeah make a decision, stick with it. I'll run numbers. I ran the numbers 
the night after, we were still going to make a profit. So I'm like, let's just do it. Yeah. We lost time, which stinks, but we get other renovations for that. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, and that's the thing too. Like I'm, I'm sure in that moment, it's not feeling very good. No, but these are the things that you'll lean back on as you move forward in your real estate investing career that you're going to be able to say, I got through that. I was able to take care of that. I was able to figure that out. I'm willing to now take this type of risk because we were okay. It worked out. And I think like that's where a lot of people, I, 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 I say this to people that I talk to all the time when I'm like either talking with them or like trying to help them figure out like what their next step is in real estate or they're just starting out like that person, you're the X factor in this entire equation. Like it's on you. Like it's how you deal with it. It's how you approach it. It's how, and Natasha, I, I feel like the same thing with you when you're like, I could never do that. You, you shouldn't say that because Ugh. that's putting that belief inside of your head. My anxiety would be like, like overloaded though. Like, I don't think I would be able to sleep. Eat. I mean, I could, that would be a great weight loss plan though. That'd be fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I would disagree with that. I'm an anxious person. You know, I, I I'm, you know, I'm a big meditator. I, I love to meditate. Um, that's helped my anxiety. Like I think in today's day and age, a lot of people are very anxious and have anxiety. Um, I just think it's, it starts here. It's what we speak to ourselves. It's what we say to ourselves. It's how we approach situations. I, you know, growing up, I always remember like the worst things were going to happen because my mom was like a worrier. My dad was like a go-getter, like, like just, just kind of like, or shouldn't say go, like he just like kind of let things flow. And I was very close with my mom and she always, she always worried, like, what if this happens or what if this I happens? think we had very similar upbringings. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's, and not until I got into real estate, did I start understanding, like, it's really up to me. It's up to how I approach any situation. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. There's some situations that are very difficult and some that are, some that are not. But at the end of the day, it's how I process that information and how I think about it and how I move forward about going about. And Marcus, I'm sure it was the same way with you. And you guys kind of hit that road bump where you're like, damn, I got to tear down this entire house. It was like, all right, I know what the next couple steps are. I got to decide. I got to figure out if I'm going to still make a profit. And if I am, this is the decision that we need to make. And then we just go, we just do it. Yeah. And then, I mean, the problem wasn't over that during the demo, they just took like the backhoe and knocked everything inside the foundation wall, knocking over our center bearing wall of concrete. So So like, what is going on? Can I ask Marcus, did you have to change like the finishes that you're going to be using in the house since you had to tear it down? Like, did you decide to use different finishes based on your budget concerns? like that yeah we do have to taper down we're not tapering down much in the house but we are tapering down some of the landscaping we're going to do so 
we did want to build like a nice retaining wall for the driveway, which wasn't necessary to be there, but we were going to do it because it was going to look good on the grand entrance coming off the street. Mm-hmm. That's something that we just had to pull. Yeah. Um, it's just not going to work. Um, we did luck out. We were going to do a concrete driveway and these are like very, well, I mean, this one's kind of bigger, I guess, but just smaller items that we're just not completely redoing, which is what we want to do. So there's, um, asphalt right now and we're going to convert it into concrete just because it'll look nicer um but it actually works out that the driveway's on a slope and asphalt is a little more tacky so in the winter months it actually helps them get out of the driveway so i was like all right we lucked out let's just retop it with asphalt way less expensive than a whole new digging out asphalt putting in concrete um we're going to do a wooden porch uh, coming from the front where we were going to do stone before just because the stone is way too expensive. So a lot of our costs were landscaping. Um, we're, we're not going to tile a couple bathrooms like we were going to originally. So yeah, instead, um, just like a decorative tub surround. Yeah. Okay. So for, for two of the bathrooms upstairs, we're tiling the master no matter what. Absolutely. Like for the price point of selling it, it has to be tiled. So we couldn't cut there. We couldn't cut out granite for the kitchen. Yeah. Um, we couldn't cut out like the nice sink, all those things. But the two bathrooms upstairs, we are going to tile because they're going to be used a lot by the bedrooms upstairs. But the price of it, we couldn't make it swing. So we're just going to put in like more of a decorative tub surround. And then we'll put the vinyl plank on the floor. Yeah. For that. So yeah, there's a little bit of things that we just had to taper down, but it it's not going to be significant. Yeah, it just that's we both we we were on a teeter totter of okay, how much do we cut, or how much do we just take a loss on our profit, and then we'll still make a, we'll still make money. Someone will get a brand new house. It's still a win win. Better than putting our brand out there and saying like, all right, here's a right. I'm going to put a million dollar house with like quartz countertops right yeah you just can't do that so there's some things you just can't x and you just take the hit on and we kind of split the difference where we took a hit half and we pulled half that's Uh, not too bad then yeah yeah no i like Um, i like i like where you're where you're thinking too like um you know, on the landscaping side, I think that's a, that's a smart move. You know, people can figure out what they want to do themselves on the outside. Um, and I like it too, like, you know, very fortunate enough. And I don't see this changing anytime soon is that there's lack of inventory right now. So you can maybe even try to price it a little higher than what you originally thought and just see, maybe you, you do it for a week and see if you can get it. If not, you know, you just drop the price. Like there's, there's a lot of options right now when things like that come up because the market is so good right now. So, um, I think it's, uh, you know, I give you a lot of kudos to, to doing that, to say, making the decision of knocking it down. We're going after it. We can still make a profit. Let's, let's let it ride because that is, that's, you know, and, and like you said, it's not your first one because that can, you know, if that's someone's first one, that makes or break them. You yeah. Know, that, that you could... know, if this is my first one, I would be struggling to go back to an investor and say, hey, try me again. I know it'll work. It's, but like, even though this one was tough, there were so many blessings in it. So 
we had we had like 16 dead trees around the the house i've never had to call somebody to cut down these big of trees in this so i'm thinking like okay a thousand to two thousand a tree to get them removed so i'm like okay i'm gonna go in like 25 to 30 ish grand to get these trees removed called somebody in he's like i am busy it's gonna take me three weeks but i can cut them down for like 17 to 24 and i was like all right 17 grand 24 grand i'm still okay i'm under my 30 and he was like no no no, 2200 and i was like oh yeah let's sign it let's go like i'm good and he dropped them in the backyard i found somebody that wanted firewood he came and pulled all the trees out for free so i got 16 trees removed for 2200 bucks it was like same deal and now like the demo I talked about that load bearing wall getting knocked down. We're going to make the egress window bigger to get more living space down the basement. So we're picking up more square footage just because that retaining wall fell and we'll put a steel beam up for the the main joist. So like that's an improvement to the property too. So now we can do like a kitchen down there and it'll be like a second, like an apartment basically. Yeah. So that, that is now allowing us not only with the shortage of inventory, but like the added bonus of it will help raise that price. So it's again, kind of evening all out where you can put more in rather than take more out and still boost the price up. So yeah. again, it's, it's, is this the problem or am I going to solve it? Which That's... gets you in trouble. You're married. It gets you in trouble being a problem solver. <clears throat> and Natasha, you can confirm that. Yes, absolutely. So, Works in business, not in personal. No, yes. not in personal. Yes, I will agree with that as well. <laughs> I was going to ask, Mitch, what was what was one of these issues that happened early on that was like, this was a bad idea. What are we doing? And now you look back and you're like, wow, that was so small. Yeah, I mean, it was it was literally like my my first flip. Uh, hired the wrong contractor. Did not vet them well enough. Um, funny story walk into the rehab one day uh, he's upstairs sounds like he's working you know i'm kind of walking through the property and i literally walk upstairs and he's he's In got a what's that keep going he, he literally he literally has a five gallon bucket with his drill and the thing that like mixes all the mortar and everything yeah the drill is zip tied with the trigger it's zip tied and it's just going in a circle in this five gallon bucket and he's sleeping in the corner. Really? Yeah. It was like, I was like, what is going on? Like, Ooh. yes, dude, it was, it was one. And I was, and this was our first rehab. And, and after that, we had to fire this contractor. We had to hire another one. We felt like we weren't going to make any money on the rehab. And funny enough, dude, we ended up getting a good contractor to finish out the job. Um, we made a really good profit on the property and actually it paid off. That was like our, our, that was our first rehab after we invested in our uh, education with fortune builders, that rehab paid off that education that we, that we paid for. And we still wow. made a profit beyond that. And when that happened, we were like, this works. If we would just do what they have told us to do about 
vetting contractors and getting the right people in place. Like this could really work. And honestly, it was, I remember, I remember that first rehab thinking about, I'm never doing this again. Never, never doing it. But then once we, once we worked through everything and we got through it and we were like, yep. this, this, now I can see why people say to do this because it, yep. it can, it can work. Just have to do it really good. You have to do it good. You have to do it the right way. You're right. selling the juice really well. And I really want to drink it. I just <laughs> want to chug it down and just. Once we get to that condo, Natasha. I know. Uh, oh. Well, we were, can you mention that name of the group again? Yes, please. The fortune builders. Yeah. We're going to put that in the show notes so that people listening, if they're interested in getting a hold of them or connecting with them. Yeah. They're they very, they're a very large, they're a nationwide, uh, uh, company. Um, uh, to, to be quite honest, you know, a lot of people will say like, Oh, fortune builders, like it, it could be a scam or, you know, they charge too much money. I, I'm, I'm 100%. I'm, I'm living proof. Like they were one of the best. They're one of the best decisions I've ever made. And it was scary giving, I remember giving them my credit card and being like, damn, I just got scammed. Like I remember, I remember thinking that. And then a few hours later and they provide us all this information. It, It literally taught me the foundation of real estate investing. And I will always say like, that was one of the best decisions that Nina and I have ever made. I was hundred percent convinced that when you first told us about this, I'm like, no way he he's spouting off baloney. Like this is a hundred percent a scam. And then the more I talk to you, the more like knowledgeable I, the more stuff I learn from you and the more I'm just like, I want to sop up all the information. And I like, just, I want to keep listening and learning and, and, Thank you. So I'm hundred percent convinced it's not now just FYI in case anybody asks. Yeah. I, I will say this too. Like, um, fortune builders taught us that we're the X factor. That's why I always say it to people, like they were the ones that's, that said you either take this information and you do nothing with it, or you take this information and you do something with it. And it's <laughs> up to you. We can give you it's, it's, it's the, right. The adage of you can, you know, take someone and, and, and bring them to water and, and give them a fish and teach them how to eat. Like, like yeah. you have to, you, you, it's not up to you to continually feed this person. Right. It's up to right. them to figure out how to fish and do it. So it was, it was, it was what, it was what I needed this. And, and again, this was me. This is my personal experience it's what I needed from an educational standpoint. I needed the curriculum. I needed the videos. I needed to be taking the notes. I needed, I'm, I'm an analysis person. I can be one of those people. And Natasha, when you say like, I could never do this because my anxiety and all like, (laughs) I'm, I can get paralysis by analysis. When I first started out, I was that person. But I think there's each person learns a different way too. like some people, this course might've been the perfect option for some people, you know, learn by like, 
having a mentor like hey marcus you want to be my mentor because you're right here thank you um, <laughs> so like there's so many different ways that you can get into the investing thing too which i think a lot of of our listeners just need to realize is there's no right or wrong way to yeah. actually get into it yes right I would, I, i'll go ahead go ahead marcus i'll let oh, you oh i was just gonna in. say I, I completely agree and i would from what you said earlier I think the people that think it would be a scam were the ones that actually didn't follow through with it. Not that the program's a scam. It's just that people right. didn't do it. Cause there've been a couple people that have like talked to me about like, Hey, let's connect more. Or can I come and shadow you one day and see what you do? Or can you walk me through this? I'm always like, yeah, just let me know when you want to come through. And they're like, okay. And I was like, seriously, you're not going to bother me if you just want to come. Like if you want something to do, I'll give you some random work to do that gets you into real estate you just gotta let me know when you want to do it and they're like okay i'll let you know and then they never do like i'm not gonna chase you down to do stuff if you don't want to do it you don't, you don't want to do it i mean i don't want to go into your work and do your stuff so like it's not it's no different but if i was interested in that i would make a i would make a point to say hey can i come shadow you and then follow through and i think it's the same thing with the class i'm sure there's a lot of people that go and buy these educational pieces and the stuff they're telling you to do, if they did it, it worked. But they buy it and then they read it and they're like, okay, well, I'll just I'll try to mix their ideas with what I want to do. Right. And then I'll make it work. It's like, just don't. Everybody in this real estate business is smart and creative. Don't try to be too creative or too smart. Just like follow the paperwork, follow the system, and it will work. And you won't stress yourself out over it. Yeah. And I and I think too, like but a lot of people, when they, when they do something like that, where they get a mentor, they get an educational program or whatever it is, they're just like, oh, it's just supposed to happen. Like, mm. no, you still got to work. Yeah. <laughs> like you still got to go out there and do these things and they're tough. They're uncomfortable. You're going to screw up. You're going to have roadblocks. There's going to be up and down. Like all of that's still a part of everything. But now it's at least giving you the knowledge of how to move forward in the right way, in the right direction. So maybe you don't make as many mistakes. It's still, that's still going to happen. And yep. it's, and, and, and I, I honestly, a lot of people have a tough time being accountable. So they have a tough time of being like, oh, I'm supposed to make 20 phone calls today. Oh, I'm supposed to send out a hundred direct mails, uh, mailers today. Like, that's work and you have yeah. to do it and you have to be accountable for it. So mm -hmm. if you don't put it in, if you don't put that time in, you're not getting anything out. And that was, that was one of the big things for me with just education in general. Like once I was taking the information in, I went out and tried to apply it. And trust me, I have, I've screwed up raising private money appointments. I've screwed up lead intake calls. I've screwed up dealing with contractors. I've screwed up uh, everything, yeah. everything, but the successful people, that's, that's how they become successful. Like yeah, you, you have, it just isn't like I'm now successful. It's you have to go through yeah. those things. Oh yeah. And is it, are you willing to, to do it and come out on the other side? So that's where it's at. Well, um, before we go, I have to say, um, I'm actually heading down to Kenosha next week 
for coffee with a friend who's trying to like find out, pick my brain about real estate because he's coming in. Are you in? Yes. Okay. Oh, I will let you know. so fun. I, do you want to come in? Yes. Okay. Well, we're grabbing <gasps> coffee. That then, works. Dude, all right. So let me know. I It's next next week when? Like, like next like, week? I think we're going to try for Tuesday. Okay. If you're yeah. in, we'll set yep. this up. Yeah, I'm in. The, uh, the only thing that I know off the top, I, I do some I do some boxing training right now. I've been doing it for like a few months and it's on Tuesdays at 11. But okay. if, if that's like, that's really like the only commitment that I know off the top of my head that I have. And um, well, then maybe we'll make it later. We'll yeah, talk we, about this Yes, one. I would love to we'll meet you guys out. in person. That would be, be awesome. We will be down there. Yay. Awesome. Um, I apologize. I have to cut this short. It's like 45 minutes rather than our typical hour, but it's your fault. I know it's my fault. It's, it's the last day of school. It's family time. I know we had, I don't know we, had what to do. we had donuts and we had like Dunkin' Donuts, like food, food this morning. Like it was a big deal. Yeah. So we are going to go, I think we're doing beach and then a graduation party. still tonight. Absolutely. So, go do the thing. Go. I always say family first overwork, and I'm sorry that I have to do that, but practice what you preach. I'm it's in. the first day of summer for I the agree. boy. How are you going to tell six-year-olds not to party on their first day of summer? Well, I'm going to go and see my husband have a glass of wine, and you go do the family thing, and you go have your old fashioned. Yes, I will. And I've, I've got some steaks to grill, okay. so I'm there too. So Love awesome. it. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll connect um, off air to set up Tuesday. Yes. But I think like that was very inspirational for anybody who's on the call. Oh, for sure. Get into it. Hopefully, that eased some tensions for everybody. Absolutely. Thank you so I much. Always for fun talking to you. Thanks Thank you so much.